Welcome to the Aussie Bloggers Podcasts, brought to you by Tan and Amanda. Tan's from Write Your Cancer, and Amanda's from My Office Books, and you can find them both at Blogger Support for All. Join them as they talk about blogging, and as they speak to a variety of Aussie bloggers who share their own stories, secrets, and successes about the world of blogging. And now, here's Tan and Amanda. I'm Tan from Write Your Cancer. Hi, I'm Amanda from My Office Books. And, and we're, we're from Aussie Bloggers Podcast. And today we have Christina Butcher with us, who our listeners may know as the other half of Mr. and Mrs. Romance or Hair Romance. Hi, Christina. Hi, Tan. Hi, Amanda. Hello. How are you? I'm really well. Thanks for interviewing me today. This is so much fun. That's great. Uh, listen, Christina, can you explain to us how you got started, where it all began, and and how it all eventuated that you became a blogger? Sure. Well, I never. I used to be a really avid blog reader, but I never thought I would start my own blog. But back in 2010, my most frequently asked question was, how did you do your hair? Now, I'm not a hairdresser and I don't have any hair training. Uh, I was working in property at the time, uh, but I decided to start a website called hairromance.com. And the name for that site came about because I actually met my hairdresser, Rowan, and my husband, Jim, in the same street, about two weeks apart. So I felt like it was about the time as well that um, I fell in love with my hair after hating it for many, many years. So I thought that that hair romance was the name that, name that stuck um, about inspiring other women to have fallen in love with their hair and, and try something different. And that name also then became the basis for when my husband and I started blogging together with Mr. and Mrs. Romance which is more of a travel and lifestyle site, which we started at the end of 2012. That's great. Tell us uh, what it's actually like to blog with a partner. Now, now we had uh, Carly Jacobs on our show last week and she was actually talking about what it's like to partner up with someone in a business sense, but you partner up with your husband in a business sense and a personal sense. So how does that actually work? It's pretty interesting and I think it totally depends on your relationship. Some people can do it quite easily, which I think we can, and for some people it would be a total no. Um, for us, I think we recognize that our strengths are, are very opposite. And so it, my husband's actually a really natural writer. He's um, always been a writer. And so for him, blogging comes very naturally. Uh, for me, I'm much more of a photographer. I'm very visual. So our skills really work that I when I focus on the photography of the site and he does the uh, writing, it just it works so perfectly. Sometimes it's funny where it would be the opposite, where he'll start doing the photos and I'm meant to write a post and we both drag our heels. It's like we just just doesn't work. So I think when you fall into actually playing to your strengths, that's where the magic happens. And for us, we've been together a really long time. We've got a really uh, good, solid relationship. So, And we have worked together before in another company. So working together now, I think, is a real dream for us and we really, really enjoy it. But uh, yeah, I definitely say... we. When you, change, when you start blogging, it can change it as well. This is the same for anyone who's personal blogging, even without their partner being involved. We did speak for a long time about how it would change things, like going out for dinner is no longer the same, traveling is very different, but the things that we're passionate about that we always wanted to share is what we now do online and we love it. Oh, that's great. And, Christina, how did actually uh, Mr. and Mrs. Romance come about? Were you just out traveling one day and decided you should mixed together or did you think you'd start a blog and and one person do the photography or how did it all eventuate? It was something that was 
brewing for a long time, actually, because hair romance was um, a great success from the beginning. And I knew that while I love hair, I'm not super passionate about hair. Like I don't, I mean, I, I, so I suppose I am in a way, but the thing I'm passionate about is just getting ready fast so I can get out and do more things. And food and travel is really where I'm passionate. And so Jim and I were always talking about creating like a he said, she said style blog. But trying to get a domain name was probably the longest time and we couldn't really think of where it would sit. And it was actually my sister who said, you know, at the time we'd called our company Romance Media because we had a couple of other um, websites with romance in the title. And he's like, she's like, what about Mr. and Mrs. Romance? And I was like, oh, I love it, but it's kind of cheesy, but in a good way. And for us, it, it sort of covers all the aspects of what we blog about because there is a personal aspect to how we blog. We like to talk about what we're doing, what's happening behind the scenes, um, some few blogging tips, but then also uh, food ideas, travel ideas, and it all kind of melds together under that whole umbrella. Mm, it sounds like a an ideal lifestyle, doesn't it? You just you have to go out to dinner and you have to. <laughs> <laughs> we we, try, we tried to plan it, so we're like, what are our favourite things? How can we create that around that? But I think that's how it works with a. And we're really fortunate to have been able to make a business that works out of it as well, because if you're not passionate about the topic you want to blog about, it's really hard to kind of keep working through and building it because there's a lot more work behind the scenes than, than I realised when I first started. So. Let's expand on that a little bit because I know after talking even with Carly about how she gets an income from blogging, there's a lot of bloggers out there that would love to be able to earn an income out of blogging, but it seems so unrealistic to them or they don't understand how that can eventuate. So how how did you go about finding or making a decision that this could be something that could actually pay for your lifestyle rather than going to a traditional job? I think for us we'd seen as we as I was working on hair romance it was actually I re- I wrote an ebook and the release of that ebook uh, it's probably about 9 months after I'd started the blog really showed me that I had an audience that uh, were really receptive and were looking for the sort of product. And it really showed me that I could monetize a blog. That was kind of around about 2011. And at that point, I thought, okay, I can, so I can really throw myself into this. And I worked harder than before and really kind of focused in creating like the best quality content for that my readers are after. But then at the end of the day, a blog itself is not a business. It has to be something else attached to it. So I'm sure Carly may have gone into it, but bloggers, there's no one way to make money blogging. It's an incredibly diverse industry. And so for us, uh, it works with um, ebooks, working with brands, uh, speaking, uh, and also consulting. And across those are the main, and advertising as well on the blog. So if we look mainly at roughly those five, and also now the consulting side is a little bit broader. So Jim still does freelance writing, and then the blog itself. Um, we also work with brands on there. And then Hair Romance, I do um, ebooks and working with brands. Um, together, we as well, we um, well, also now with Carly, I work on Little Blog Big, which is a small workshops that we run several times a year around Australia, which I absolutely love doing because for me, there's something real about getting in person and, and talking about it really frankly together that's so different from always being online. And then I also do a little bit of mentoring, but that's just something that's come about quite organically over the last six, 12 months that I haven't really sought out, but I've just sort of started working with a couple of people and really, really enjoying that. So I'd say with any blogger, there's a hugely diverse way that you earn an income from your blog. And for us, that's always changing. We're maybe looking at more affiliates now with Mr. and Mrs. 
and um, they'll always vary across depending on where your niche is and what your main skill sets are as well. Look, I think you pointed out quite a few really important points here and that's something that I picked up from Carly and now from you, that earning an income is unique as the individual on the other end. Oh, that's so true. It really, it's a mix of your topic and your skills that will really determine how you can make money online. So let's go back to the basics. Let's do a rewind and go back to how do you actually go about thinking up ideas and then scheduling to be um, consistent with your content? Well, for me, most of my ideas originally came from real life. So there were questions that I was asked from by friends and um, people that I'd met particularly because I was writing about hair, such a visual topic. But whatever your topic is, there's usually like a few questions that you would have felt that you weren't seeing answers to or you didn't see the right like kind of feel to online. So that's where I'd start with your first piece of content and your first sort of content categories. And then from that, um, we have, Carly and I have a task that we always set during our little blog big workshops, which is to write a list of 100 blog post ideas. And when you actually sit down and it's actually the most painful task you do, it's really, really hard. It's, I, won't, I won't lie, it's, it's really hard. I've tried to do it again uh, recently and I have to go force myself to sit back down because the first maybe 20 to 25 come through, okay, uh, and then around that 30 mark, it's just like pulling teeth and I'm, I'm up and I'm in the fridge before I've even realised I've left my desk and I'm like, okay, no, go back, sit down, and you kind of really have to force yourself out. And not every idea is good, but that does, that's not the point. By getting deeper into a topic and kind of forcing your creativity a little bit, you're able to tap into a different level and all of a sudden the ideas start flowing again and they flow in a direction that you hadn't quite thought of in the first time or into a new content idea that you're like, yeah, why have I never written about that? And all of a sudden you've got another 20 topics that you have to write about for your blog. And for me, that was one of the jobs I did when I first started the blog because I thought I have to make sure I have enough content to keep writing. So doing this sort of a task either at the beginning or even anywhere on your blogging journey helps you just refresh and take a, a deeper look at your content and really tap into some more ideas. And then that list is such a handy reference point. Whenever you go to sit down to write, you've always got some content ideas there. That's so true, isn't it? I remember when I first started teaching blogging many years ago and I would uh, have a little group on a Friday afternoon over drinks and we would all sit there and just bounce ideas off each other and and come up with uh, blog post ideas on a Friday Friday afternoon. Do you recommend, everyone's different, but do you recommend doing it on your own or like I did with a group? Oh, I think both work and I think it's a good idea to actually try both. Um, they'll each bring out different aspects. Someone, you can actually get deep into the real reasons that you wanted to start your blog and get deep into the ideas you want to share. But then it's perfect. It's an, actually a great idea to get a fresh perspective from someone saying, but I really want to know this about your topic. Mm. And that you'll be like, oh, I never thought to, I thought that seemed so simple. I wouldn't write about it. And I think that's probably key to so many blogging topics. The basics are often forgotten as you get into more complicated ideas. And you feel like they are often the topics that need more explaining. But sometimes having a whole series on the basics, whatever your subject is, is such a reference to have for people who are new to your subject. And they're the sorts of things that are really – that's why it's sometimes great to write about something even while you're in the process of learning it because that's what someone – the next person who comes along will really need the most. Mm-hmm. But I think what's also important is even when you're a seasoned blogger, I know myself when it comes to social media from being – 
knowing not even what a tweet is back in 2013, I do everything like I'm breathing. But there are times where I'll have to do a talk and it makes me and forces me to go back to the basics. And that's yeah. when you realise, oh, my goodness, I have forgotten this really important point. And that's why Twitter isn't getting more followers or that's why I'm not getting the engagement that I should be getting on Facebook. And I think it's so essential that even when you're seasoned in what you do and classified as an enthusiast or an expert, it's still very important to revisit the basics because we can sometimes forget them and that's when we get our blocks. Oh, so true. I think, I mean, one of my simplest posts is on how to use dry shampoo, which and I'm actually creating a series now of how to use all different hair products on hair romance because you forget you might pick up a product at, at the supermarket or at the salon and someone might give you a tip on how to use it, but then it sits on the shelf for a couple of weeks and you completely <laughs> forget. Or you go, oh, and then the instructions on the back are always terrible. I have no idea why they don't write them better. And so you're a little stuck. And I, yep. they're the kinds of questions I get all the time. I also think most of the time, which is a great tip for any blogger, is to go to your audience for topic ideas. And when you don't have an audience yet, sorry, when you, when you don't have an audience yet, it can actually be really hard to find out where do I get these questions from. But they're all sitting there on social media in front of you. Facebook groups are full of questions. Uh, and you can take those questions as a basis for your blog post ideas. That's exactly- Anyone, yeah, I always think that's a great place to start. Like if you join the Aussie bloggers group, people are always asking questions in there and you can use that as an idea for one of your blog posts. Um, and then the same if there's a particular niche that you're in that's, um, there are groups for every niche on Facebook and they're public or closed. There's, there's lots of them around. Whatever you're interested in, you'd be surprised the kind of community conversation you can find already happening. It used to be that there would be like internet forums, but they've kind of moved now and most of them are happening in Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. And they're a huge source of information and a way to identify your potential audience before you've even started your blog. And I love that you brought that out. Because when you're first starting out as a blogger, you have no idea sometimes who your audience is. And I love that you brought up that point, that part of the research can be as simple as joining a group and listening to what people are saying. It is such a good way to tap into people's struggles, questions, and the things that they need answers for that you could help with. It's the perfect place. And it's a great way to kind of... um, when you first launch your blog, kind of um, build your name. You hang, hang around in those groups, answer questions, be really helpful. You're not always directing people, oh, look, it's on my website. You can just actually be a real human being and chatting in those groups and, and build finding your community. And then once your blog is going, you can say, hey, guys, start a blogging over here and you'll already have like an inbuilt audience ready to come over. Very true. Christina, we have to wrap it up now as we are sort of running uh, over time. But just on a final point, what I'd like to ask you about coming back to Mr. and Mrs. Romance or even just blogging in general, how do you get that work-life balance? Uh, The eternal question. I actually am a bit controversial in that I don't believe in a work-life balance. I truly believe that work-life balance is often sold when you really hate your job. For me, it's it's much more of a tilting system. Um, my work and life are totally merged together and I sort of work to tilt a little bit more one way or the other. Um, one thing I've actually learned from um, Carly from Smaggle, who you should listen to her interview from last week, is a, a having screen-free time. And for us, that's the only way that we really do switch off and we'll either do that with um, a day a month that we actually completely have off um, and then also making special times that we're definitely offline. But 
for us, I actually don't mind the meld, the way my work and life melds together because it's really working for me. Um, I just make sure to have screen free times in the evening and to take it like regular breaks as well. Mm, I love that. And we, I know that in our family, uh, we have a technology free day once a week and it's amazing how great it is to actually spend time with your family. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and I think it's just a good way to just remind yourself that that constant looking at your screen is is distracting and a little bit selfish to everyone around you. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done that now where I, I think I've, it's so you're so deeply involved when you're first building it that you feel like you can never put it down, but the internet's always going to be there and you're really not going to miss something that exciting. So you can take one to two hours off without ever worrying and you'll get to the point where you can take a whole week off and not worry, but build it up. Once you have to, you have to kind of keep your technology addiction to a reasonable level. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for being on the show, Christina. We've really enjoyed chatting to you. Oh, thank you, Tan. Thank you, Amanda. It's been wonderful. Can you tell our listeners how they can find you? Because I know that they would love to know how to do the hair and I am really interested in the in how to apply dry hair shampoo. <laughs> well, definitely you can go to hairromance.com and you'll find me at Hair Romance pretty much everywhere on our social. And then the same for travel and lifestyle. It's Mr. and Mrs. Romance. That's all spelt out, .com. And we're at Mr. and Mrs. Romance on all across social as well. Thank you so much, Christina. And I know that hopefully even those that don't blog, they should definitely listen to this podcast still or maybe share it with your friends who you think maybe it could be a subtle way to hint that they could do different things with their hair. Um, <laughs> Because Christina's, I know it's my lifesaver when it comes to doing my daughter's school hair some days. Um, It's awesome. So thank you again, Christina, and I've loved meeting you finally over the internet and being able to share and speak about all your wonderful tips. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Christina. And uh, if you enjoyed listening to our show and would like to give us a rating and review, head over to iTunes or Stitcher and type in Aussie Bloggers Podcast or go and visit our website at www.aussiebloggerspodcast.com. Bye. Bye. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Aussie Bloggers Podcast. If you would like to become a part of the Aussie Bloggers Podcast family, and suggest a featured Aussie blogger or just to say good day, visit Tan and Amanda at AussieBloggersPodcast.com or at bloggersupportforall.com. If you'd like to leave a review, they would love that too. Keep an ear out for the next Aussie Bloggers podcast coming your way soon.